All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. So here we are once again. Yeah. Not having done a show in like a month. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, not having done a show in close to a month. Mm-hmm. We're saving them up. We have quite the... Except no, because this is... We haven't... <laughs> I haven't even seen you in the last few weeks. I know. It sort of feels. Well, you've been moving. I've been traveling. Yeah. I'm going to move. I know you're probably going to miss another week or two. No, I don't think so. No? No, I think I'm just going to like, you know, if it was at my place, yeah. yeah. But I think I'll be able to just make it happen. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's an empty promise right now. Well, if the room sounds any different, and I'm curious to to hear if it does, Mm -hmm. it's because we're in a different room for the first time in the taping of this podcast. Ever. And the room is a little smaller. I mean, the room, the apartment is bigger, but the room we're in right now is smaller than the one we usually use. Just over a year in. Yeah, that's right. Maybe and we'll in fact, we took, we took, we did two episodes last year and then we took a spring hiatus. I don't know if you remember that, but we did <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones episode one, Freaks and Geeks episode two, and then we didn't do any podcast for like six weeks. It was six weeks? It was a, at least. It was a long time because we tried to do a couple and we couldn't get the gear working. Oh, right. Remember we had like a lot of episodes yes. that didn't tape? Yeah. And then I went away. And, and it still we, happens every once in a while where it will completely cut out. Yeah. Knock on wood. Um, I, I've just developed a habit of watching it a little bit better. Yeah. I'm gonna get another microphone stand like the one that you have, so we can sure. both do it hands free. Yeah, <laughs> <It's good>. it <laughs> does look kind of funny. It looks ridiculous. It's like it's up. like on my lap, <laughs> sticking up from my crotch. Yeah, I think that might be the funniest. Part. I'm gripping you're it, kind in of a fist. gripping it like you're white knuckling <laughs> your mic right now. <laughs> well, I got to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. How you been? Good, man. Uh, yeah, uh, we're. Moving in like two weeks, we've got uh, like a bunch of stuff that we took care of. I'm gonna buy tools. I feel adulty. Yeah. Um, Becky's yeah. tools are so much better than my tools. Really? Yeah. Becky, where are your tools? She has like a mastercraft <laughs> oh, toolbox. Uh, one of those like efficient mastercraft foldable boxes where everything fits in a perfect slot. Nice. Meanwhile, I'm... mine is just like this gray box when you open it and like construction paper pops out. I'm so... <laughs> it's what? more of a craft box. You, you have, you... <laughs> it sounds like Sweets has a lakit and, yeah. <laughs> and Becky has a mastercraft like massive bag. That's exactly right. Oh, I'm jealous, but it came Becky. in handy. All right, well, I'm going to acquire some tools. My hammer is sketchy such that my dad was in here hammering a nail yeah. the other day. He was, like, hanging a wall hanging for me, and I was watching him. And it's, like, one of those old wooden-handled hammers. Mm. And I'm aware that the head of the hammer is, like, kind of wobbly on the wooden handle. Yep. So he was, like, hammering really hard. Oh, and no. I just had this horrible image of the top breaking off and smacking him in the face. Oh, no. And he just dies bloody on the floor like oh, an God. episode one of Fargo. <laughs> This is what episode I, one of Fargo. I couldn't, I couldn't unsee it after I saw it in my head. And and your dad, for the record, is like a ten out of ten handyman. Is yeah. he not? Yeah, no, he's like, he's like a guy's guy in all the ways that matter, in sure. all the obnoxious ways. He's not at all. Oh, okay. So he's really like a perfect dad in that way. Nice. Um, yeah, he can he can fix and and make anything with the greatest of ease, but he's also softy. Ah, cool. Yeah, I told it. I told him a joke the other day. He's like big into the dad jokes mm-hmm. and I've made him like piss himself crying <laughs> twice in the last couple of weeks. And they're jokes you'll have heard before, but okay. he hadn't heard them. Right. Uh, the first one was 
what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? One's really heavy and the other's a little lighter. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> he took it like there's a quick pause and yeah. he just turns beet red and he keels over. <laughs> and the other one is, how do you check to see how heavy a chili pepper is? You give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> That's good. Got yeah. it. But have, have you heard what's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? Uh, outlaws are wanted. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, it, that that Ask Reddit, Reddit has been popping up yep. a couple of times it's lately. It's the best. Well, hey, my calves lost. I know. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> it's not I, a sore spot. I thought, <laughs> I thought you might be pretty upset. Did you watch any of the games? No, when I really wanted to, and I yeah. just kind of got distracted. And Oh, my God. It was crazy. I just feel like this is one of the times we're going to be talking about like in the future it'll be it'll be like remember the warriors of 2017 when they were playing the Cavs after losing to the Cavs. yeah and but honestly I, it'll probably be both those teams in the finals next year well i heard somebody else say that and in the same conversation they were like and it's really not that good for the nba and i never thought about it that way before like like it, same in baseball like if the yankees win every year isn't interest in baseball or basketball in this case going to wane if right. if your Celtics never have a chance against Golden State or the Cavaliers? Well, the big conversation too is the collusion, like the fact that with players, <laughs> players with uh, no, I'm talking about more important collusion. Right, right I'm talking right. about NBA players right. on smart collusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 best players are just deciding to go to the best teams mm. so they have a better shot at a ring. Okay, rather than you know saying hey i i grew up with this team i'm gonna stay a celtic or stay a member of the oklahoma city thunder or whatever yeah so so it's kind of it, it all started with lebron really that was when it first started when he said i'm taking my talents to south beach and right. they kind of formed that super group of him and Dwayne wade was already there and then chris bosh came right and everyone said this isn't fair like why is this happening yeah and then they won three championships i think three or two kevin hart was on i think it was colbert last week and he's a big Cavs fan well he is he was talking about how he's really into the basketball but he's also like buddies with all those guys right like not just lebron he kept calling him braun yeah but also uh stefan and those other guys like he said uh, okay. I, I feel kind of conflicted because like i have friends on both teams so it's i have to almost cheer silently but he did say openly I guess I'm cheering for the Cavs. And then he said a thing I didn't understand. He said, I guess I'm, I'm cheering for Braun because I want to see Braun make history. And I was like, wasn't that last year? Like, what history would LeBron be making this year if he won? I don't think he'd be be winning anything more. I think he just meant overall. It Secure was like, the dynasty? It was like me with Sidney Crosby this yeah. year. Like, I want to see him be the best player of all time. Yeah, you want the stats to show that he was as great as he was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think fair. that's kind of what they're going for. He gets compared a lot to Jordan. Yeah. And I think they want to see him win more championships than Jordan, get more points than Jordan overall in the playoffs, get more points overall in the regular season, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Uh, and speaking of, of Crosby, he did win. He did win. See, this is funny. I remember in an early episode of our podcast, like episode one or two, because mm -hmm. this is now a consecutive Stanley Cup win. When I was talking about the Stanley Cup parade and how I did Yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember you being like a little reticent to say it because you hadn't 
found your podcast feet yet. Yeah. And you were like, I don't want to get in trouble for having said I don't want to organize the Stanley Cup parade. Right. But it's not in any way an anti-Pittsburgh, anti-Cole Harbor, no, anti- not at all. anti-Crosby thing. It's an anti-organizing parade thing. <laughs> yeah. That's and fair. It, and it didn't end up being that bad last year. We were just the main announcers and, and got to put up signs and stuff. And I was within feet of Crosby at one point. I didn't get anything signed. That was my big regret. So I think this year, if they do the same... Excuse me, the same thing. Yeah. I'm going to just go in with a jersey and be like, Sydney, I live on your streets. I don't I don't think it's going to be any smaller this year. Oh, no, I don't think so. No. I think it's going to get bigger as these things go on. As it's like, you, you think about it and like, if Gretzky had one of these things back in the day, how cool would it have been to say you were there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A couple of times. Twice in a row. Totally. Because I can remember, like I never really got super into sports, but there was a time when I was like 12 Mm-hmm. Where I sort of followed the Red Wings, okay, um, or or just like hockey in general. I think I just kind of viewed it the way I view like Hollywood now. Like I was sure. aware of most people's names. And, oh wow! Um, but I don't really have any specific memories except for that. It occurred to me that there were no greats like you hear uh, Gretzky described. Right, like the same way like eight years ago, there was nobody who could could match Jordan. Right. And then LeBron came along, and he's actually part of the same conversation. Right. So now there are kids who are witnessing uh, a legend or, or like a god of the sport that they admire. So yeah. and that's a really cool thing. Definitely. And I think it's funny because that kind of is existing in every sport right now. Yeah. Like there's one of those players like in soccer, it's Lionel Messi. And mm-hmm. hockey, it's, you know, a handful of players like Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taves. And basketball's... Definitely LeBron and uh, and baseball. Steph Curry. It's, just, it's just the the hype around the Blue Jays, which is like a national thing, which is nice. Yeah. But then also the Cubs won, which was kind of exciting for yeah, people. Definitely. There's a and there's still a few teams, and they were playing Cleveland, who also hadn't won since like 1939. Yeah. So it'd been a long time for for everyone there. Yeah. But anyways, sports, sports, sports continued to happen. <laughs> Uh, is Crosby going to retire soon? Like, I remember, like, a month ago, he hurt himself, and, like, there was some discussion about maybe he shouldn't be doing this anymore. Maybe we're cutting it too close. I've got a feeling that he's not... If he doesn't get any more concussions, he's fine. Well, okay, but, but he's only, like, 31. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah. So... Like, he could play I, until he's not... I mean... Well, I mean, Yarmer Jagger's the oldest player in the NHL Yeah, but right he's now. not an example at all, right? Like, nobody gets as old as Yammer Jagger. No, what's I the don't average so. retirement age for the NHL? It's probably really young for all the guys who retire at like twenty three. Probably, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. That probably brings the average down. Yeah. But, but the average of a good hockey player is probably like you know, thirty six to thirty nine. Okay, so say Crosby gets to play until he's thirty seven, thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Statistically, he's going to get more headshots. Yeah. In the meantime. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the the danger is there. Yeah. You know, like, especially once players go down the rabbit hole of getting concussions, it's not like, oh, remember the time he got concussions and then never got them again? Yeah. You know? So I read an interesting thing about a month ago about this article, this study compared long-term effects of head injuries in hockey Mm -hmm. uh, against the NFL. And of course, the NFL has quite a storied, controversial relationship with uh, with head injuries and the fallout from those things. Um, 
basically the research showed that hockey's long-term effects are not nearly as damaging as football. Like the brain injuries sustained in football are way worse than hockey. But the hockey players as subjects themselves didn't like the outcome of the data. Basically the the, the subjects from the NHL who were studied Mm -hmm. looked at the data and they were like, well, this doesn't represent me because I am positive my brain doesn't work as well as it did before I took that headshot. Oh, really? Like they're like... No, I remember the day I stopped being able to count to 30 without stopping. In the right. Middle. And like, I mean, that was just a weird example. Sure. But like, they, they're very aware of the gaps that the, the test, unfortunately, didn't demonstrate. Wow. It's very sad. And so they were the ones telling the doctors, like, no, no. Yeah, your, your data is inconclusive because that is not how I feel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and I believe that because the, the shots that NFL players are taking are like head-to-head yeah. You know, it's it's like you're just pounding on each other's heads as right. hard as possible. Right. Yeah, except for that hockey is more aggressive. than I mean, football is aggressive, but, like, it's just to stop the guy. Whereas hockey is like, all right, you're, you're due for a, a bruising. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think there can be cases made on both sides, but... Yeah, probably. I, I mean, definitely I, there have been some murderers in the NFL, so there's been aggression. That's true. A lot less murderers in the NHL. I can't name one NHL murderer. You know who we have to credit oh, for that? Wait, maybe I can. Molson. Yeah. I'm just saying. They're just like chilling out after the game. Let's have right. a Molson. Takes the edge off. Molson in the dirt. Exactly. Uh, One of the worst colloquialisms. Uh, I read today NBC is holding crisis meetings regarding Megyn Kelly. Have you heard about the Megyn Kelly fiasco of the week? No. So Megyn Kelly got hired away from Fox News last year by NBC. They paid her $17 million to come to NBC. Okay. And the the awkward thing about Megyn Kelly in the cultural narrative is that she's every liberal person's favorite Republican journalist. Okay. And she's every Republican's least favorite Republican journalist. Right. But at the end of the day, her and her so-called fans don't agree on anything. Okay. Right? She's like this really smart, uh, talented broadcaster and journalist. She's someone who the liberals are open to hear the other side from. Basically, it would be nice if more Republican journalists had the had the temperament of Megyn Kelly. Right. Because she's rational and intelligent. She just has different ideologies, which sure. of course you're entitled to. Mm-hmm. So one thing that's really set her back is that she did this long form interview with Alex Jones, the, okay. the InfoWars guy, right? InfoWars guy. So he's like a whack job and the argument against it is stop giving airtime to these people who have influence who are spreading falsities. Like mm-hmm. this is the kind of person who contributes to climate change is a hoax. Right. Or or right. or like, why, why Sand, would you even go on there? Sandy Hook was faked. Like that's the that's one of his big oh, ones, wow. which is devastating. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to host some Sandy Hook benefit and they were like, "Yeah, you're not doing that anymore." Wow. And so in light of that bad press, it's also come out that her ratings are very, very poor. Like the other night, her new show lost against a rerun of 60 Minutes. Wow. So they're holding crisis meetings basically to see how they how they deal with this. Mm-hmm. But I love 60 Minutes. I I don't blame people. Oh no, 60 Minutes is the This American minutes. Life of television. Yeah, it's a fabulous piece of of television. Okay, so you're into 60 Minutes. Yeah, but it is. But it was a rerun. Sure. Like theoretically, a new program. A news should program be, should be doing better. Yeah, but uh, somebody made a good point on Reddit today, which is that NBC 
is as unbiased as Fox News in yeah, many cases. Yeah, in the opposite way. So why would, if, if I tune into Seth Meyers to see him bash Trump every night on mm -hmm. NBC, am I going to watch Megyn Kelly's show? Right. Probably not. Yeah. So, but that's really thinking of it as if like you have a loyalty to a network, which most television viewers don't. No. But they've got loyalty to a political party, and if they're going to watch the news, they're probably going to sway toward the one that, you know, how many super liberal people are watching Fox News every night? Well, and how many presidents are watching MSNBC? Yeah. Like, he just watches, like, Fox and Friends and whatever one's making right. feel. Yeah. It's his birthday today. I heard that. Yeah. That crazy. What do you think he did for his birthday? Uh, Golf to Mar-a-Lago? He probably, like went around the White House and demanded everyone wish him happy birthday. <laughs> Say something nice about me. Well, yeah, he did that the other day. Yeah. yeah. That was so <laughs> creepy. No, I think like the best thing you could do to troll Trump on his birthday is not wish him happy birthday. Just like go about, just go about the day normally. Like if Reince Priebus went into the office and was like, and gave him the, the briefing and like did everything normal but didn't say happy birthday yep. that would just drive him bananas he was still super respectful and stuff but just never said happy birthday yeah that'd be awesome troll trump troll the trumper uh speaking of uh corrupt white houses house of cards have you been watching house of cards i just watched the first like two episodes although I've, i liked it, it i've watched i've watched like five or six of them now and I've been calling it a slow burn. I mm. think that's forgiving because I don't think it's it's that good. You know what I was saying to Jen was it it's so funny because usually they release it in around February. Yeah, it's late this year. And you're trapped in your house, at least in Northeast Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're trapped <laughs> in your house and it's the coldest month of the year mm -hmm. and you're totally fine to just say whatever i'm just gonna binge this i have the time to I see where this goes in the long run now it's like super nice out the parks are all booming with people yep. you, the nights are going to like nine you don't have to go inside because it stays light later yeah I, it's just not a good time for house of cards that's exactly how i feel i finish an episode and i'm like well, that was a waste of an hour. Yeah. It's not that it was, like, the acting was good, I guess, and, like, it, visually it's kind of cool, but, like, I don't feel like I gained anything I from most episodes. Yeah. Like, there was one really great moment. I guess you haven't seen it, so I won't spoil anything, but there's, like, a really good Claire moment around episode four. Uh, just, like, a little monologue. Claire. But... Oh, where are you going with this? I know. Like the other day, like Becky and I have gotten really hooked on this YouTube channel called Binging with Babish. Okay. You should check him out. He's like become a bit of a Reddit darling in the last I think weeks I've, too. I think I've read something about Babish. So lately. he's, uh, his last name is Babish. He's, he used to be an actor. Now he's like a full-time YouTube chef. Okay. He's like, he said in a recent Reddit post, by the way, this is my full-time job. Thanks to the support I'm getting. Wow. So his, his shtick is he makes like little four or five minute videos teaching you how to make food that's famous from TV shows and movies. Oh, that's what I saw. It was Freddy's ribs. He did like Freddy's Babish ribs. Babish does Freddy's ribs. Right. And they looked incredible by his recipe, by the way. Yeah. He does it very thoroughly and very, uh, just beautifully. Just every time you In watch five one of his minutes. videos, you just want to try it. That's great. Um, but anyway, he did, he did Freddy's ribs from, from the first two seasons of House of Cards. And I got to thinking like, oh yeah, this is not the same show as when he went to get ribs at Freddy's anymore. That's like true. he was like walking around the dingy streets of Washington in the mm -hmm. first couple seasons. And now he's just always in a, in a ritzy house. Yep. 
You're right. He's always in a position of power. It's not quite the same. And he's just kind of mad all the time. Yeah, and you know that he's pure evil. Like before that, yeah. he was he was in the first season. You knew he was kind of well, evil, but the f- there, he had yeah. his agenda. In the first season, it was questionable. Yeah, but as soon as the second season started, it was yeah, no that subway scene yeah. that set the tone for the entire series. But it was ultimately their downfall because I've been chasing that thrill ever since. Yep, and it's been four seasons. You're since. totally right. It and he has too early. Done, he killed Peter Russo, I guess. I don't know if that was before or after the subway scene, but that was after. Yeah, and that was evil, but yep. nothing measures up. No, you're right. He definitely and, hasn't uh, killed someone again. And when that, yeah, unless he, unless he kills Claire, yeah, that might be how the show ends. Maybe. Well, I've thought of that, or I've thought about like maybe Claire kills him. Oh, that would be crazy. See, I know how the original House of Cards TV show ends. Yeah, but that's not going to happen in this series because. First of all, the wife was never a central character. Right. Like, that's a, really a Robin Wright testament that and she's it, been a breakthrough. And it's gone way longer than the original House of Cards. Oh, way longer. <laughs> the and original it, House of Cards was what, like three episodes or something? Or what, did I, it have a full... I think it was, I think it was like four episodes, but there were like two two-episode seasons or sure. something. You know the BBC? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, the Leftovers. Yeah. Oh, man. None of them are left over anymore. None of them are left over anymore. We watched them all. Um, it was amazing. It I'm so really, happy you're satisfied. It really, really satisfied me. Yeah. And as a viewer of Lost, I think if you went through the... You kind of have to get through the first season is yep. the thing. But the second and third season are just so thought-provoking yeah. and like so interesting mm. and weird and well-acted and just well-written man it was awesome i think if lost was three or four seasons instead of six Mm -hmm. it probably would be in the canon of the greatest shows of all time i just i don't know if it's gonna get its due overall i know critically it Mm -hmm. got its like it got such good ratings and there's been so many articles about how did the leftovers go from season one kind of sucking to Mm -hmm. season three like being amazing and and canonically just like insane yep um I, I just hope that it's going to be one of those things that really catches on on Reddit or there will be something that spurs it on. And yep. five years from now, I say leftovers and people are, are all... They've all know, watched they it all on Netflix positive reaction. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very possible. I mean, we've often said how it's really nice when a show knows when to say when, when, yeah. they, when they call it at just three seasons. Like, that's a beautiful thing. But it can be uh, a downfall for them, too, mm-hmm. because it often doesn't give give word of mouth enough time to generate right like even with breaking bad it wasn't until the third season where people were really talking about how this is one of the greatest shows ever yeah you're right you're right and i don't think you could have done it with the leftovers because you would have went down so many weird side alleys kind of like lost yeah that it just so many things didn't quite wrap up right but no but I, that's not the case with the leftovers it's very uh conclusive i thought it was pretty different you know there's there's some doors that were left open there were definitely things that were okay with certain episodes but the overall idea yeah they they wrap it up have you kept up with american gods yeah Yeah. uh, i'm a couple episodes behind but but we what yeah watched the second last episode i think last night not handmaid's tale though not handmaid's tale no i don't think i can do it (laughs) handmaid's tale just like i said i don't think that there's a whole lot of levity to it at all now there there might be later on in the show i don't know i don't know the book at all either so 
it's being massively celebrated. Yeah, people it's, really like it. Like, I think Elizabeth Moss is probably going to win an Emmy. I'll tell you what. It's one of those shows that if Jen decided, hey, I want to start watching more of that, yep. I'd be totally down. She read the book. She did. Kind of surprised she's not more inclined. Yeah, I think she's kind of the same way. Just, uh, so dark, you know? Yeah. She watches NCIS almost for a living, so <laughs> tells you what, for a living. tells you what she's looking for in the show. Orange is the New Black came back next last week, and uh, we've watched two of them now, and I just don't care anymore. Really? Yeah. You, well, li- you liked it toward the end of last season, though. Yeah, they always do a pretty good job of like connecting the last four or five episodes of the season so that it's like a real rampage. Mm-hmm. The thing that they're doing with this season is that, all, and I've only seen two of them, but the whole season takes place in like three days. Ah. So in the two episodes that I've watched. It's all taken place in like a couple hours. Oh. And so it's it, the last season ends with a prison riot. The first two episodes, there's a like a buzzer going in the background. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's just like two hours of... Uh, uh, uh. Right. It's kind of like how they did the fifth season of Arrested Development, or fourth season. I think it was the fourth season. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it just, everyone had their own episode and it was because they couldn't right. get all the actors at the same time. And they so it tried just wasn't so hard to overlap it and make it all like yeah. line together. Will Arnett has said that in the new season that they've now confirmed, it's going to go back to its original format. Right. I yeah. read that too. And that made me really happy. He is one of the most Netflix working people there are yeah we talked about that i and i want to watch more bojack horseman because i've heard only the best things about it i think i watched most of the first season anytime, and i really liked it anytime but. i've watched it i am so impressed and become so melancholy like yes yeah. it's, it's really like it's truly a show about depression yeah um but but very very original mm-hmm. have you watched f is for family at all no i haven't i heard it's funny though it's really funny. I've really like grown to quite adore Bill Burr's comedy. Right. And I've always like I've always been a fan of his, but like lately I've been consuming it a lot more. I guess because he was promoting. Yeah. Uh, and he's been around. That is a very smart man. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I I'm down to watch F is for Family. It just it's kind of one of those things on the list where if I thought about it, I would start watching it. But Adam West died. Yeah. That one kind of hurt. Yeah, that was a bummer for you. I mean, he was 88. Yeah. People are reacting as if maybe he was 68, like he yeah. was going to die. Well, he kind of acted like he was 68. Well, that's true. You know, he was consistently working. Yep. He was in things. You didn't see his face enough to be like, oh, he aged. No, I guess that's true. You know? I saw a clip the other day from when he was on The Big Bang Theory a couple of years ago. Okay. Like, he was always able to laugh at himself, which is really right. cool. And I think we've talked before about, uh, with that show... I didn't realize as a kid when I watched it on TV Land or Space or whatever it was, I didn't realize then that it was a comedy. In fact, I didn't even really realize until a couple years ago when I heard Conan O'Brien say that it's the best comedy in television history. Batman, right. the 60s Batman. But and I don't then, know if it would have been classified as a comedy at the maybe time. Maybe not, but it definitely was deliberately a comedy. Yeah. When you yeah. go back and watch it, you're like, oh, this is so... Ton- they this are totally laughing to at a funny. genre that doesn't even really flourish for another 45 years. Doesn't even really exist. No. Like... I'm j- what other superhero shows were around back Well, there then? were like Lou Ferrigno's The Hulk. Like sure. That was maybe 10 years later. And they had The Green Hornet was done by the same people. And okay. they, they had, um, who played Wonder Woman? I think those were movies. But they, they've always had serialized uh, episodic television, which mm-hmm. is always very campy. Right. But not necessarily 
outwardly ironic. Right. Like some days you can just not get rid of a bomb. Right. Is like that's a joke. Yeah. Or or shark repellent. That's yes. a joke. That's a clear joke. Yeah. Shark repellent is yeah, I think that's the point. It where... went over my head as a kid. I, I was just like I mean, I think I thought that's silly, but I didn't necessarily realize that they knew it was silly. Yeah. I, w- I was watching it in like grade primary and I think I was kind of bored. Really? So I, I yeah, I didn't really understand at all that it was I, I thought I was kind of like, this is the worst action. And the ever. acting was atrocious. Yeah. Like not so much from Adam West, he was okay, but like I can remember Commissioner Gordon just being the worst friggin' actor. Yeah. And Burt Ward was a terrible actor. Now some people are saying that Burt Ward should be mayor of Quahog now. Uh, that would be pretty funny. That would be interesting. It'd be kinda cool. Anyway, so I was kinda sad about Adam West, but yeah. I mean, he he was up there. Yeah. No other no other deaths. Any other shows that you watched? Uh, well, the other the only other death. This might have been bef- uh, this might have been in the last podcast. But Roger Moore died, and I was thinking about how mm. we've never. I don't think I knew that. We've never lost a James Bond before. He's the first James Bond to die. Wow. And Adam West is ostensibly the first Batman to die. Like there might have been some guy who played. Batman in like the 30s on right. the first show ever or something right. but like the first iconic Batman to die so to lose a 007 and, and, a and a Batman in a month is pretty substantial whoa so next could it be like Sean Connery and Val Kilmer poor Val Kilmer I know I'm Val Kilmer's trying so hard to get cast in the in the Top Gun sequel which is so sad because they should just cast him in the Top Gun yeah, sequel. Yeah, I hope they do. I, He's I been listen- like doing this big social media campaign tweeting about how he wants to be in the movie, and Tom Cruise and the production are just not responding. Did you hear the Bill Simmons uh, podcast with um, with Kurt Russell? And Kurt Russell's talking about like how Val Kilmer is like, one of the best hangs, and they say, okay, who would you rather hang out with? Uh, Val Kilmer or there was another actor that he was hanging out with the, or that he was talking about and I can't remember but he said he was just the best person to um, and he's like well I don't know this uh, this one person would like drink you under the table but like <laughs> with Val you'd be like talking about peyote and going out <laughs> to the desert and he's like pretty out there I think maybe he just doesn't look that cool anymore like he's probably like 20 pounds overweight and yeah. he doesn't really act that much right but I mean he's so important to the first Top Gun movie. And I don't understand, like, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think, was an an underground uh, hit f- and, like, brought Robert Downey Jr. to the forefront. Why didn't it do that with Val Kilmer? I don't Val know. Val Kilmer was awesome in it. I guess it just had enough strength in it to re-energize one career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. I forgot about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's an awesome movie. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. I think about it sometimes, just like how I should watch it again because I don't remember it. Like, I don't remember the plot of it at all. Yeah, I could probably really get something out of it a second yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have some other notes. Hang on. Yeah, what other uh, what other entertainment news? Shows? Uh, they might do a Sopranos sequel. Oh, no. No, prequel. Uh, again, I'm not crazy about prequels. It's not much better. Featuring who? I don't know. Like them as children? baby soprano little sopranos yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's good who's gonna play young james gandolfini no i don't like girls michael b jordan probably (laughs) michael b jordan who's Uh, gonna be in uh captain america what's the next thor movie captain america oh is he yeah oh no the black panther movie oh okay i might have known that yeah there's been some press for black panther this week there's like a new poster yep yeah it said something about uh on reddit uh, Marvel characters that have played the Human Torch before. 
(laughs) (laughs) And it was like Captain America and Michael B. Jordan, who's going to be in Black Panther. I, right. I don't know if he plays the Black Panther. I don't think he does. No, no, Black Panther was in uh, Marvel right. Civil War, so they already have that I, guy. I think he might be the villain, which oh. which is, like, I think a cool career move for him. Yeah, he has a darkness in him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Uh, okay, so a couple of Netflix things. Oh, Hello on Broadway is on Netflix as of yesterday. That was the... Yeah, my friend messaged me and said, I need to watch it immediately. Did I you watch it? about half of it, and it's really funny. Yeah, it's like and I heard really... there's a guest cameo from someone amazing, and he didn't say, and I don't want I to I heard say. who the guest cameo is, and now I can't remember. So it's just as well, because I haven't watched it yet. I'll be yeah. surprised. But it's like, it's it's fun. I'm, wa- I'm watching John Mulaney on stage, and though he's in character, we saw him last month. Yeah. And... and uh, like now I have this appreciation for his stage presence, which mm-hmm. I've always had, but he was on Colbert the other night promoting this new special and the Oh Hello special. And he did the uh, President Trump is like a horse loose in a hospital bit. Oh, good. And he did it better for us. No, really? He did it better in Halifax. Like nice. he kind of he kind of like fought through it a little bit yeah. at, at Colbert. Uh, he's just more comfortable in front of a first night jitters kind of powered through. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to that special when it eventually comes, although I think it's probably a while away. Uh, Netflix has, has started a new thing where they've canceled a couple of shows. Have you heard about this? Yeah, what was the, the big show that they canceled where it was like the Star Wars, Clone Wars, people were really upset, and then they kind of brought it back as a new release? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I know those shows are not a Netflix originals. Right. Um, they have... Oh, they canceled Netflix originally. See, this is what's interesting. They've never released ratings for a Netflix program before. Like, there's uh, nowhere you can go that gets you analytics on Netflix viewing for originals or non-originals. Um, so they cut two of their original shows, which are the Get Down and Sense8. They're, okay. They officially, like, canceled those shows. Right. Um, so this is the first indication we've had that they were losing money. Underperforming. Yeah. Uh, underperforming. So I don't think anybody really cared about the get down, but no. there, there was a certain cult uh, of people that enjoyed Sense8. Apparently not big enough, but like they created a petition. I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you how I feel about fucking petitions being used sure. in popular culture. Um, but Netflix, Wait, who who is in Sense8 again? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I know Chelsea Miller was a fan of that show. Okay. When it was like first new, but I, I, I don't really know anything about it except for that it's very bizarre and I think it's quite sexual. We could pause and get her on the phone for a second to give, give a breakdown of what Sensei was about. That could be funny. That, okay. I, that would actually be kind of hilarious. Okay, let's try it. <laughs> if we're just like, okay, you're on the podcast, you have two minutes. Tell okay. us what Sensei is about. And should we care that it's canceled? All right, let's try this. All right. Because you previously suggested we call people, and I said, no, that sounds like a too much of a hassle, and then I regretted it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. Chelsea. I haven't talked Chelsea. to Chelsea in forever. Perfect. Chelsea was my co-host on the morning radio show I used to do, and mm-hmm. she lives in Ottawa now, but she's a very sweet person. Mm-hmm. That's one ring. Two rings. I bet she's drunk. Ah, oh, the suspense is building. I just want her to answer so bad. Hi, you reached Chelsea. I can't oh. make it to the phone. Save her just message. Just leave me your name and number, and I'll get right back to you. Okay, bye. Hey, Miller. It's uh, it's Sweets and Slaney. Hey. 
Uh, I miss you a whole lot. It would be lovely to catch up sometime soon. So we are in the middle of a recording uh, episode 46 of our podcast, The Show Show with Sweets and Slaney. Six, six, six. And we have just uh, naturally come up on uh, the topic of the show Sense8 on Netflix, which I remember you were a fan of. It's since been canceled, and I thought we would call you and see if we could get your uh, Reader's Digest thoughts on the show Sense8, but you didn't pick up because you don't miss me as much as I miss you. Anyway, wow. if you want to uh, send us a little synopsis via text, I'll read it on the podcast. Thanks. Love you. All right. Maybe we'll get a response. Oh, Chelsea, you suck. Yeah, she does that suck. That would have been good. That's too bad. Anyway, so maybe maybe I'll check out Sense8, but it doesn't seem worth it now. <laughs> she didn't even answer her damn phone. Yeah, so people are kind of upset, and they were like, I don't know what people think petitions are. Yeah. You know, if we if we get a bunch of people to sign this... Deadpool will host SNL. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good... Yeah, the one I always think back to is Ben Affleck cast as Batman. Right. There was a petition, like, so that... First of all... This is not. This is commerce. It's not democracy. Right. Ben Affleck has never done anything to indicate he's not an excellent presence on camera. Right. Why not just be open to it? Right. Now, I was going to say it wasn't great. Wasn't that petition successful? But I realized that you meant petition to not have him play. No, Batman. no, against it. There was also one to not have Bruno Mars play the Super Bowl halftime show because oh, it's just God. not cool. It was it's the poppy. best halftime show of the last he's an ten years. An objectively incredible performer. Yep. I know. Did we actually wonder- rewatched that. Like we were drinking a couple weeks ago, and someone said, "Put on the Bruno Mars <laughs> halftime show," and like we did, ago? and it was awesome. Did you see Wonder Woman? I uh, no, I haven't. It's good, man. Oh, really? It's really fresh and really good. Nice. That, have we talked since we were doing our saga of trying to complete all the Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> no, I don't think that was oh. me. <laughs> oh no, Jen and I were doing this. Oh, I don't think I'm aware of this. Okay, that's so- a funny endeavor. <laughs> So I'd only seen the first two, and I could quote like every line of those movies, but I just never got into it after Tokyo Drift because okay. I thought Tokyo Drift was stupid. So before The Rock came aboard, exactly, yeah, which is one of the best parts of the, <laughs> of the series, I can tell you, because yeah. I've seen the last five or six of them in the last month. Dwayne is bankable. Oh, for sure, he's box office Viagra. He yes. he says so himself. Well, except for that. Baywatch was a huge disaster. Right. Huge disaster. That's true. That's the first sign that he's not actually... He was also in denial it. about it, too. Like, oh, was he? I don't he? know if you saw his tweets, but like there was almost like... They were almost Trumpian. Like, <laughs> he, didn't be- he didn't believe that the ratings say, were both bad and the box office draw was have bad. Have you heard the stirrings about The Rock being the next president of the United States? Yeah. He's talked about it. He's he like has. excited to talk about it. <laughs> oh, God. Which is kind of nerve-wracking. There's, like, I, I think he'd be better than Trump. There's but. actually a part in one of the movies that he's kind of like on the injured reserve during the whole Fast and Furious movie. And at the end of the movie... He flexes and breaks out of a full arm gas. <laughs> like it, it almost gets campy. Yeah. How how ridiculous these Fast and Furious movies are. Okay. It's so, it's so fun. Yeah. Like <clears throat> they're meant to be fun. I movies. want to see it in the theater with a group full of people and just kind of laugh and like go with it. Man, if you, and cheer when Vin Diesel flies off a car. They'll make those movies forever. Face. I mean, that series will yeah. never end. Yeah. Uh, there's there's actually a season where. Uh, one of the movies, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel line up in a car, and it's like they're going to play chicken, but they just <laughs> smash into each other as hard as possible from like a quarter mile away. In a car? In a car. How do they now die? Well, th- this is the thing. Yeah. So they both get out, and they're like, 
Uh, <laughs> and, and, and honest to God, Vin Diesel looks at Jason Statham's car and goes, uh, reinforced chassis, which means like, like it was like a stronger chassis. He goes, that's like fighting with weighted gloves. Like he knew he was going to be playing chicken with Good another Lord. vehicle. Like they were going to smash into each other all along. He brought this car into it. Uh, that's awesome. It's it's so funny. I'm glad you're enjoying them. Yeah, yeah. I, that we need to see the final one, the Fast Fast Eight. So Baywatch kind of inspired this uh, outcry from the movie studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what studio made Baywatch, but like it was like it was grossly uh, misanticipated. Is not a word. <laughs> they they didn't. They were very wrong in their projections about right. how much money it would make. Okay. Like usually they can test it and say, like, this movie's going to do well, and that's mm-hmm. when they really slam on the promotion. Right. Or if a movie just kind of comes and goes, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was probably expensive. How come they didn't promote it more? Like right. King Arthur? Sure. That's because they were testing it, and they knew it wasn't going to... They knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, but they did spend a lot of money to promote Baywatch, and nobody came. And the studios made the mistake of complaining publicly that it's because of Rotten Tomatoes. And then a bunch of other studios got on board and they're like, yeah, down with Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is killing our movies because people are seeing the reviews and then not going. To which Rotten Tomatoes and every film critic in the world said, then make fucking better movies. Make a good movie. You think this is our fault? Yeah. You made shitty movies. Now we have talked about this before a little bit where we say, you know, there are are movies... uh, that you see have a horrible rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and you decide, oh, whatever, I'll watch them anyway. Someone convinces you, and better and by respect. the yeah, and by yeah. the end of the movie, you're like, oh, that was actually good, yeah, or you had fun watching it, or whatever. Yeah. So there is kind of the tomatofication of movies that you know it's not as it's almost like a spoiler. Going well, into that's it. what I was going to say. You might argue that you're not watching anything objectively, right? You know, you're you're going in knowing. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is an 85%. So I'm measuring it against everything else that's that's right. on Rotten Tomatoes and I have seen. Yeah. And so it kind of uh, warps your sense of whether or not it's good. Like mm-hmm. Batman v Superman did not do well critically. Right. And I knew that for a couple weeks before I saw it. And when I saw it, I was like, it's not that bad. Sure. But if I never heard about the reviews, mm-hmm. I probably would be telling you it was terrible. Right, right, right. So I don't know. And like The Accountant. I might say that The Accountant was terrible. But when I... Yeah, you enjoyed that movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I don't have a whole lot else in terms of uh, pop culture news. We've rambled quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Although I don't really know that I have a whole lot to say about either show we chose... No? ...for the podcast this uh. week. Um, but we can, we can still... It's your turn to pick which one you would like to recap. Oh, good. I'm going to go with Brockmire. I figured you would. Yeah. Which sucks for me. <laughs> not, nothing happens in the first episode of the other show. <laughs> I nothing. Know, it really doesn't. And I don't think for the rest of the season, but we can talk about that. All right. So Brockmire is the new show with Hank Azaria. Slaney's mm-hmm. uh, going to recap the pilot episode of that in three, two, one. Okay, so Hank Azaria plays Brock Meyer, who is a baseball announcer, and shows in the first scene he's announcing this baseball game, and he is having a complete mental slash alcoholic breakdown where he's chastising his wife for cheating on him, and it's all caught on YouTube, and so is the post-conference. So he goes away for five or six years, uh, like calling cockfights in Costa Rica, comes back to this team, the Morristown Frackers, um, and realizes that everyone knows, because there's viral videos everywhere of his history that's pretty good that wasn't bad but 
and you, you left out the fact that he gets brought back as a hometown hero yes. to be the caller again. Right. But he's not really a hometown hero. <clears throat> well, he's a legend. He's a legend, but for the wrong reasons. I don't know. I kind of think that he's very celebrated. Like, like there's the whole joke about how you pulled a Brockmire or you right. keep keeping a Brockmire. Keeping a Brockmire. Like that's like, that's their new term for keeping it real. Right. You said it like it is Yeah, because you weren't afraid of your inhibitions. <laughs> right. I think keeping a Brockmire is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, although like the videos of him are all very embarrassing. Like, there's yes. lady on my face. <laughs> there's lady on my face. You like, know what I my favorite thing her. of the whole episode was? What was that? And it really, really spoke to the writing and the skills of Hank Azaria, who is unbelievably talented. Yeah. The in amidst the meltdown, he's still calling the game. And yeah, it takes yeah. a while for you to realize that. You're right. That as he's rambling about how his wife has cheated on him and how, well, I won't go into the graphic detail, but he's also <laughs> like cutting in without pause. Without to, pause. To say, and he slides home to first. Right, yeah. And you don't even notice the difference until you realize you've been hearing it a couple of times. I thought it was very funny. Fastball inside the plate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He, uh, he does a great job with it. And I was just saying that I was so happy to see him as a more Simpsons-esque character. Yes. And did you know that this actually existed before the show came out? It was a funnier die sketch. Yeah, it was a funnier die sketch. And he actually sued a dude for the rights to to the Brockmire kind of baseball voice because wow. there was a, another guy, they they met at a party in the 90s and they'd both kind of been doing this baseball announcer thing. And it was the same voice. And it was the same voice. I don't know if they're riffing off each other, but then Hank Azaria kind of created a character out of it and really like, you know, yeah. went went to bat and, and he was even optioning some movies okay. as Brockmire. And I watched the Funnier Die skit and it was very funny. It was like pretty much like... Uh, Pretty much like the first episode. Yeah. But it was just kind of like a highlight reel of uh, uh, interviewees like Rich Eisen and Joe Buck, all like an- famous announcers. Okay. Talking about like, oh, well, you know, people talk about Kobe shooting 81 on the, Rapt- or on, uh, the Raptors and uh, the, the Bronco chase with OJ. Brock Brock Myers right up there, Mm. you know, with the meltdown that he had. Yeah. And they're like, it was funny because they focused Mm. more in on some of the calls he would make, like Wilmer Valderrama. That was a close, (laughs) but like, you know, so they kind of elaborate on that and things he was saying. Joe Buck says the things he was saying during the game were not making any sense. Well, that's the kind of the, I think the idea of the character yeah. is that in spite of his lunacy yeah. and his total mental breakdown, he was tremendous at his job. Like he was like, right. and Amanda Peet's character kind of speaks to that about how she's bringing him back to reinstate his uh, reputation. Right. Um, although I think we're probably going to discover that it's more lucrative to to ham up the character rather than to reinstate his reputation. I right. think anyway, that's where I see the series going. Yeah. Um, but she... Well, someone at work mentioned today that flashbacks happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we saw the pilot. He's gone there for were 10 no years, flashbacks. by the way. 10 years, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I said five? You said five or six. Right. Yeah, so occasionally he'll say things. He'll just phrase it in the most almost poetic of ways. He's got a great way with words. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Pete will say, see, that's what you need to be doing. Right. 
But and then he'll, he'll go into the baseball game and be getting half cut immediately and the referencing. Other, the his... other thing is he's always on, which I think is brilliant. Like he's always doing the voice. First of all, like, yeah, like his his radio voice, like yeah. the Casey Kasem kind of voice. Totally is his speaking voice when he's talking about pops and said. He ha- he made you feel like you could climb Mount Everest as long as he was throwing the rope down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who talks like that? And he narrates everything. So yeah. like he was just standing alone at the bus stop and oh, he starts that, talking over. That was honestly my favorite part of the show, yeah. I think. Was when he's standing at the bus stop waiting <laughs> smoking a joint and waiting for this Amanda Pete's character to yeah. come pick him up. He says, Okay, we got a the, what was the first thing? I don't know. I, I wish I knew. There was, because there were three things. And the second thing was, all right, boy on a bike with a gun. <laughs> Brock Myers officially disturbed. <laughs> I just found it so funny. I found it so funny. Yeah. I'm really interested to see where his producer, the young kid, yep. like they can definitely turn that character into something funny. He was, he was pretty funny he in the first really episode. He was really funny. Yeah. a lot of promise. I'm going to watch more of the show. Me too. What else did I have for notes? Because it's always fun when I see a radio character on television. Yeah. Like it's pretty authentic. Yep. Definitely. Um, and, and especially where Hank is area, you know, you could see him doing voiceover stuff and it, obviously he's a huge factor on the Simpsons. He was the voice of Moses lack and a and he is countless. He continues to make he continues so to much be? money. Absolutely. I, th- I thought he walked away from it. But. No, 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 no. Harry Shearer walked away Harry from it for Shearer. a very short time and then gotcha. he came back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. No, people would know if Hank Azaria wasn't doing it. Yeah. Even if they could get somebody to do it pretty well. Right. You'd notice it subtly. And he's, he, you know, he was in Along Came Polly with the, I will teach you to scuba. <laughs> you know, he's been he's, around for a long time. He's he played on, some hilarious friends. Really? Yeah, he played, um, he played Phoebe's boyfriend, yeah. David the Scientist. Right. Who she, like, almost ended up with instead of Paul Rudd. Also, if we can do an aside for just a quick second, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but you sent a tweet about how if a character is playing something, like, like does Francis Underwood or does Frank Underwood know the usual suspects? Yeah, does the, the actor in the role that he's playing in a movie or show, is he aware of that actor in his world? Right, and I know that there's a comedian that does this bit too, but I've actually thought about it was in Friends... Bruce Willis. There are two examples from Friends. Right, because Die Hard is mentioned in an episode with Joey and Chandler, and they're talking about how much they loved it. And then Bruce Willis ends up playing Jennifer Aniston's... Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Ross's girlfriend's dad also. Right. There's also another instance where uh, in the famous episode where they make the list of the five celebrities you're allowed to have an affair with... Bruce Willis is on it? No. um, Winona Ryder... Ross bumps Isabella Rossellini for Winona Ryder because she's more local to New York. Right. And later on, Winona Ryder plays Rachel's ex-college roommate. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. See, I, always, I always think that, like, if, 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 if Betty White is in something, I just want to ask the character, like, does anyone ever tell you you look exactly like Betty White? <laughs> totally. Like, Golden Girls was a huge show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quick other aside, my sister was at a bar last night and uh, Paul Rudd was running a poker game. Too cool. And Richard Kind was playing in it. And my nice. sister said hello to Richard Kind because she bumps into him all the time. You've told they me that he's neighbor. her white whale of a celebrity. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting. Isn't playing poker at a bar? Yeah, I guess it's like a real theater theatery bar. 
That's so cool. That what weird? a life your sister has. <laughs> yeah, and she was she was messaging me like drunk at four a.m., which I thought was really awesome because I always ask her, okay, like which famous. Well, her friends in New York probably don't care. No, but she knows you really care. I really care. I <laughs> yeah. want to know about this. Yeah, stuff. so very cool. Um, the next show that we have. Hang on, let me see. If we can oh, sorry, I didn't know you had more some notes. More, some more Brockmeyer, just ideas. This idea of being famous because you're in a viral video mm -hmm. can go one of two ways. I mean, you can be famous from a viral video because you actively made a video that's celebrated and you're proud of it. Mm -hmm. Like, say, Bo Burnham was right. a famous viral star. He made art and it was loved. And so he's a viral star in a way that you'd probably want to be. Yeah. But Brockmire is the opposite in that he was unfortunately captured on camera and embarrassed on the internet and became totally. a viral star that way. Yeah. So I wonder what it must be like for that very small, very, very small culture of people in this world mm -hmm. who live with that. And it, it also kind of shone a light on the fact that 10 years ago, you know, viral videos were kind of just starting out. Yeah. So he moved away and like he, he'd never bothered with the internet when he was away. He didn't even know what it could be to right. be a viral star. But but YouTube still existed and, and you know, viral videos were just on the cusp as he would have been leaving. Yeah. Because Well, and his is such an extreme example that like his experience informed the modern lexicon. Like his wife his wife Lucy, her name right. is now a verb yeah. for like Anal Pegging, penetration. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Funny show. So I just thought about that. Like the same thing can be said for memes. Mm -hmm. uh, like like the kid from Charlie Bit My Finger or Success Kid. Like Success Kid. You know, Success Kid. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like he was able to he's just a little boy, so I'm sure his mom or whatever was able to help, but like he was able to parlay his internet fame into money and and saved his dad's life. Really? Like his dad was dying from like cancer or Wait, something. Wait, which one's success kid? He's the Is little. He... He's on the beach and he's like, oh no way! Yeah, and he's like got a fist, like he just right. achieved something great. Yeah. So he's like, like fourteen now, maybe. Okay. But a couple years ago, like his dad was going to die and they couldn't afford healthcare because states. Right. And, however, it worked out. I don't know. They had like a they a made a bunch of money because of the success kid meme, and now his dad's fine. <laughs> that's amazing yeah, it is amazing that's a good story yeah that's the reality i want to live in it's not brock Myers success reality. kid can save lives <laughs> well that's the other thing that's beautiful about it is that he's called success kid yeah success kid <laughs> saved the life of his he dad created the ultimate success yeah. with that meme that's amazing why do i always love sports movies and tv shows why there's a lot of great sports movies and TV shows. And like guess, what what sports TV shows do you like besides Brockmire? Uh I mean I guess I, there haven't been a whole lot of them, but I watched the first season of Friday Night Lights sure. and I just kind of stopped watching it. Yep. I think I got busy, but I liked it. Yep. Like I, I think that there's just typically the the symbolism in mm -hmm. sports theater, let's call it, mm -hmm. is humanity. Like yeah. sports is a metaphor for the struggle of life, right? So like it's easy to put on screen yep. and show people struggling in other ways. Mm -hmm. And and it's a it's a lot of you get what you work for. Yeah. So it's kind of a an uh, a metaphor for life in the sense that you do get what you work for. So if you work hard, you're going to Can you hold that thought? Greatness. Yeah. Keep talking for a second. Okay. Um so, uh what other <laughs> I just the only reason I want to talk is to ask you questions, but you just walked out of the room. So, yes. 
Mike, what what did you see? Oh, we just had a tremendous breakthrough at this apartment. What happened? So uh, I'm sorry to to cut you off. No, I can't wait to hear this. <clears throat> uh, Winston, Becky's cat was here two days before my cat Mia. Uh huh. We had initially heard that in order to socialize the two cats, you should bring them at exactly the same time because then it's no one's turf. Right. But we realized that wasn't really going to work. Becky had to make uh, a trip to PEI unexpectedly this weekend, and uh, I had to watch over Winston. We could keep Mia at my parents' house for a couple more days, and we also figured because Mia's like three times the size of Winston, yeah, makes more sense for Winston to have the upper hand initially if anyone's going to. Sure. It's a very, it's a long walk for a short drink of water. A lot about this. Okay. <laughs> um, where have I lost my train of thought? Oh, and so the problem with that is that we have one litter box and Winston got here first and Mia was very upset that she was in another cat's turf all of a sudden, very threatened by Winston. And she would not use the litter box because it smells like Winston. Right. And she peed on a pillow yesterday. Ah. Uh, but she's in there using... The litter box. Right, you say both use it now. Nice. Which means my life just got a whole lot easier. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I'm happy that was all recorded. <laughs> Me too. This moment's here forever. <laughs> yeah. Episode 46. <laughs> Episode 46. You should keep a little journal of all these important <laughs> moments. I started keeping a diary. Really? Yeah. Well, I bought David Sedaris's new book, uh-huh. which is called right. Theft, by... Theft by Finding. And yeah. it's just this tremendous amalgam of 25 years worth of diary entries. Because wow. he, he journals every day of his life, and they're not all in there, but like... The best ones are? Early on, it's just really in the throes of his tremendous drug addiction. Right. Um, and I just thought like, oh, I could write six lines a day yeah. just saying the thought I had today. And so I've just like, I have a, I have a draft in my email mm-hmm. that's just never sent to myself. And it's just, I just add a new entry to it every day. No way. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be... I guess that's fun because there's no pressure. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything amazing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. It's, yeah. just, it's just for me. It's just, here's what happened. <clears throat> yeah, and yesterday I wrote a little poem for it instead. Oh, nice. It's just be whatever I want. That's cool. Yeah. I kind of want to do that now. Maybe I'll do that. I think it's, I think it's healthy. I think it's probably good for you. Mm-hmm. I don't just have any, it all out. I have no data to back that up, but I think it's probably healthy. I bet it is. Should we do the second show? We can do the second show. Um, oh, what sports movie do you like? Oh, remember the Titans is the best example because that's right. one of the best sports movies ever. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I'm struggling to think of other ones, but I know I've liked other ones. Do you like the Rockies or like Mighty Ducks? Well, Mighty Ducks. I loved like, Mighty Ducks back yeah. in the day. I <laughs> sure. don't know that I've ever seen Rocky. No, which is kind of sacrilegious, I think. But yeah, it's like a big movie to not see, but it's kind of the essential sports movie. Right. Yeah. No, I guess I haven't. But remember the Titans. You like Remember it. the Titans good. is really good, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's not about sports; it's about humanity. Well, it's a Disney movie. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Why? Because they're not going to make a, a Disney movie that's all just about sports. It's always going to be. Oh, about, I see what you mean. You know. Yeah, but I mean, nobody's going to make a movie that's just about sports. That's you watch sports for that. You want to see? <laughs> yeah, people. I guess so. And even in sports, they make humanity the main thing. They, you bet they do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to see Braun make history. Right. Because, right, he's a hero. Oh, there was a movie that came out last year. This is not anybody's go-to example, but nobody saw this movie, and so Becky and I try our best to promote it when we can. A Richard Linklater movie called Everybody Wants Some. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be amazing. It's amazing. It's like was it really funny? Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's just very warm. Yeah, it's like it's it's set in 1980 or 81. Uh He kind of 
thought of it as an indirect sequel to Dazed and Confused. Like, it's not the same characters, but it's just kind of like, it's not high school in the late mm-hmm. 70s, it's university in the early 80s, and they're, they're a baseball team, so that's what it centers around, but it's in no way a baseball movie. In fact, there's maybe only one baseball scene in the movie. And Bill Simmons actually talked about that, like, within the last week. So it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it now. I can't because recommend this is the it enough. Time I've heard about because it. it's 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 just a really good feel good movie. There's n- a very little conflict in it. In fact, okay, like yeah, it, he was saying it's kind of like a movie where you know there's parties five nights in a row. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it all takes place over a weekend, right? And there's just a lot of partying before school starts. Yep. on Monday or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's coming of age, which I always mm-hmm. am drawn to coming of age yeah. stories. Um, Sometimes I try to think of my life that way. Like, I'm going to look back one day and say, man, wasn't it fun before I turned 30 and, and you know, worked at the radio station and just got to do the podcast with sweets yeah. and hung out and drank with my friends and yada, yada, and had little responsibilities. So I try to, anytime that I'm in a bad mood, I try to use that as perspective. That's really nice. Yeah. Nostalgia is really good for you too, I think. Mm-hmm. Although I think it can probably, it's a fine line. Like, you can probably overdo nostalgia but I think it should be good for you. Right. Yeah, I think if you're always looking back saying, that's why I try to look back on the current moment. Yeah. You know, as it's happening. You try and look back on now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, wasn't that awesome when I lived in Kent? No, the, like what's happening right now is awesome. Well, you know what is interesting too? You have, I, th- I, I do anyway. Uh, I have this tremendous difficulty to appreciate the now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so nostalgic that I always see the past with rose-colored glasses, which makes no sense. So I look back at, say, living in Kentville, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that was pretty cool. Like, oh, right. I, I kind of like that apartment in a weird way. Or like, that was, that was, I loved going for walks down Main Street, Kentville. But when I was there, I was like, I can't wait to get out of this right. town. But, but knowing that it was a phase, and now that it's done, and knowing that now is kind of a phase, and yep. one day it's going to be done, it makes you kind of appreciate it more. Because it led you to now. Exactly. Which you also don't appreciate, or I don't. <laughs> yeah. But you'll get there. No, I am who I am. <laughs> All right. That's written in The style. second show is called Baskets. It stars Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. Do you have your phone to time me? Yeah, I do. Just I honestly don't think I can fill 30 seconds with things to say about this show. Uh, I believe in you. Okay. So Hi, Becky. All right. Give me a countdown. Oh, thank you. Oh, did you get me a burrito bowl? Oh, it would have been gluten-free. I'm just saying. Okay, so we're on 30 (laughs) seconds uh, to explain baskets in three, two, one. Uh, Zach Galifianakis' character, Chip, has always wanted to be a clown. He's initially in this French school for clowning, but he doesn't speak the language, so he's not really getting anything from it. He goes back. He goes to his family's house. Nothing really in his life romantically, professionally is going his way. In fact, even in the clowning world, he wants to be taken seriously as this clown known as Renoir, who's like a great performer. But the clowning industry, let's call it, only seems to want to call him uh, Chip Baskets, which is his real goddamn name. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all I've got. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, that's the joke, is that his name is Chip Baskets. And he wants and he to, go wants by to Renoir. be Renoir. <laughs> so there's multiple really funny things about the show. And while I was watching it, it's just the thing that killed me was how slow it kind of was. Yep. Like, I needed to appreciate it for what it was, but there was <laughs> such a slowness to it. Some of the characters I found hilarious, but some of the conversations I found so tedious yeah. So, like, for instance, I was laughing out loud, like having a good laugh to myself. 
during the infomercial for <laughs> Dale Baskets does for the community college that yeah. he runs. Yeah. Oh my God. That's is... a character that's become a bit overrun by Zach Galifianakis. You're right. It's he's one of his done go- that. It's one of times. his go-tos, and he's kind of got the voice. Southern so, effeminate. Yeah, yeah. So, but when he's talking about like the, you know. You can make condiments, mustard, chutneys. <laughs> this is a huge list of. When the guy walks on camera and he realizes he doesn't belong on camera, <laughs> just gets off. So he didn't cut it and out. And then he says, "You can personalize license plates." <laughs> I did, and he holds up a license plate and it says "I did," but it says E Y E D I T. I just thought that made it so much funnier for me, and and it, the fact that it was playing in his college like, yeah. waiting room. No, I think it was a funny show. Yeah. Did you see elements of Louis C.K. in it? Yes, I did. Um, there was He's the producer, and he wrote the pilot with Galifianakis and this other guy. <laughs> there was something, something very specific in the post-roll where it's just uh, Chip Baskets played by... Chip Baskets' mom, played by Louis Anderson, yeah. who I think might kind of improv some things. <laughs> and this uh, very hard-to-take insurance adjuster is Martha Martha God she's so monotone yeah. like it's funnier to talk about all yeah this. it is you're right I'm uh, laughing way more now yeah <laughs> it kind of makes me want to watch it more actually yeah. um, but they're looking through a photo album with Chip Baskets mom played by uh, Louis Anderson and in the post role like during the credits it shows them looking at pictures. It's like, there's the two of them. She's like, oh my gosh, what are they doing that? And he just goes, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, you're kind of, I found that to be something that Louis C.K. probably laughed so hard at because you're almost expecting a quick response. <laughs> you're right. It's not, it's not creative. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no one would write that. So it may yeah. have just come out. I guess he based the character on his mom. What do you think about a man playing this female role and not ironically? Like, they're not really doing it in like a big mama's house kind of no, way. No, it's not like, well, what do you think about this? It's, it's like, just him using his normal indoor voice. In fact, it's almost like a more regular person than Louis Anderson playing a man because he's so unusual. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he's not affecting a voice. And no. yet, I see, he still kind of sells it. Like, I still... I wasn't seeing Louis Anderson. I was seeing this yeah. silly fat mom. Yep. He won the Emmy. He did, right. Well, what was his Emmy acceptance speech like? Uh, I don't know. He had, like, very sparkly shoes. Oh, really? I remember that. God, I would love to see that. I have no idea what... Did you, did you ever watch his cartoon? No. On Fox? No. And it was I basically think we talked about it though. Him as a little kid, yeah. Yeah. I I kind of want to go back and I think it was called Life with Louie. Yeah. Anyways, I want to watch that again. But but I found her him to be one of the funniest parts of the show. Yeah. And the brother I found really funny too and Chip Baskets I think was just kind of the through line. Has it occurred to you that the twins are named Chip and Dale? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I knew so that. Dumb. Yeah. And they have another pair of brothers, Black Twins. Who are like the successful brothers. The cool ones that are dating models. And and I think they're... Someone at work was telling me that they're DJs and they open for the Chemical Brothers and that gets brought (laughs) up way too much. Who recommended this show to you? uh, Anna and Alexander at work talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's a different one. Yeah, it's it's super different, but it it does make me want to watch it more now that we're talking about it. Do you know anything about the art of clowning? 
No, not at all. Me neither, except for that, like, when I was in... What? What's I know wrong? that it's not good to be clowned on. What's wrong? Clowns are creepy. No, absolutely. Becky said clowns are creepy. That's oh, true. Becky, guess what? Mm. Mia just used the litter box. Yay! <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? This was such a good I moment. Know what we moved in. We're a family of four now. And look, we're even like, celebrating success Every, the yeah. Everybody in this household poops. Wouldn't you guys have to use the same litter box in order for you to be considered a full family at this point? Is you that think how that works? Becky yeah. and I have to use the that's, that's how I define Never I going to the Slaney's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, we're all going to poop in the same place, that's for sure. Right. Sure. Naturally. Okay, we're almost done. Uh, he said to no one. <laughs> Where was I? I had a, I thought, oh, the, the art of clowning. I can remember being in like grade 12 drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were a split class. <laughs> you remember split classes? Yeah. Uh, we were a split class. I was in grade 12 drama academic, and then there was an advanced 12 uh, drama class that we were split with. So okay. there was like a clear hierarchy between who was like there to take it seriously and who was just there to goof around. <laughs> and uh, I remember the advanced class was like reading textbooks on Pantalone, Pantalone Bisignosi and like the art of commedia and clowning. Right. And meanwhile, we were just like, playing duck duck goose sure (laughs) (laughs) zip zaps off yeah playing zip zaps off yeah um mafia or something like that right yeah um and so like i guess i i I remember a thing or two but it occurred to me uh in his in his plea to please refer to my clown character as renoir that that is like a thing in clowning like if you decide you're a clown you have to wait for your clown to reveal itself like if you decide you're going to be a clown you go to clown school or whatever it's like you can't just decide you're going to be um bozo the clown right you have to like wait for your clown's name to come to you and for your clown to start like you have an internal clown that you're learning how to release (laughs) and it's very perverse and pretentious and I think that's what they're playing playing to here because it would be very it would be very offensive if you've like worked really hard to release this clown inside you named Renoir who you who you've who you've developed a relationship with yes. and people just want to call you baskets <laughs> baskets <laughs> and even the old man who like doesn't really make that much sense who's hiring rodeo <laughs> clowns which is which is what baskets does as his main yeah job we should say that episode. yeah he's not he's not like a great performer he's a rodeo clown right and he's constantly getting like knocked out by bulls and stuff. But the, the the owner is so forthcoming that it's so funny. He's like 80 years old. He's like, I'm not going to pay you enough. You're going to quit. <laughs> Everyone always quits. And, By the end of the episode, the, he's top clown. He's top clown. <laughs> and, and he's like, what's your, uh, what's your clown name? He's like, Renoir. He's like, what? He's like, it says here on your resume, it's Chip Baskets. Which is a good name. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's my real name. Can but I guess I, I left out in my... In my uh, in my synopsis that at the end of it after he's opened a rodeo and mm-hmm. he's labeled top clown he actually embraces no he, i'm basket he wants to be called baskets yeah yeah and that's where we leave off yeah and it's funny because i also talked to alexander at work about you know i i found it kind of funny but i find it hard to believe that this show ever goes anywhere yeah and he said you know it would be hard to say that it goes somewhere <laughs> having watched two seasons. Like, is he going to have a relationship with Martha? I think maybe. She stays in it the entire yeah. two seasons. Yeah. You know if you go to the IMDb page, the only three cast members are Zach Galifianakis, Louis Anderson, and this actress who plays Martha. Really? Like, they are the show. Well, I guess the second season uh, is is very funny, too. Um, 
possibly even more funny with with what I, has been explained to me as the plot. Cato Kalin shows up singing the national anthem. Is that actually someone? Because I, I didn't know if that yeah. was a joke too. That is that is Cato Kalin. So when for the OJ trial, when OJ was yeah, he lived in OJ's guest house. Right. So he when the like cops the... when the cops come over to say there are two dead people in your walkway, they knock. No one answers at OJ's house, and they go to the guest house, and Cato's there, and he's like, "Hi." Right. <laughs> it was him because he's kind of just a stoner guy. He was like, just like a should... moocher who was buddies right. with OJ, and OJ let him live in his yard. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Because the one of the original how they, reality stars isn't that how they announce it? Cato Kalin from from the OJ trial. The OJ trial. He's. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly sings the national anthem. Oh, like really badly. And he was one of the original reality stars in the sense that it was kind the of a... OJ re- trial was the original reality, reality show. show. Yeah. Okay. That was a hot take. Let's dole out S's. Brockmeyer. Yes, definitely. Gonna yeah, watch it. me too. Good on IFC, by the way, for picking it up. I, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, a Showtime or an FX or whatever, maybe IFC just gave the best deal. It was renewed before the first episode even aired. It must be very smart. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm excited to watch more of that. What about Baskets? Uh, I'm not going to discourage people from watching it. I, I think it's got a lot of potential, and us talking about it makes me want to watch it more. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I think... I'm I still think, not going to give it my ass. I think it's got a lot of potential um, to get even more hilarious once you just embrace that nothing's really going to happen, and you get to just watch Zach Galifianakis and Louis Anderson and this other character yeah. <laughs> be hilarious together. I, I'm with you. I won't discourage it, but it's. I'm definitely not going to watch more. You're not going to watch it. No. Yeah, it would. It would take a lot for me to watch more. I think. All right, man. Good podcast. Yes. Good to be back. We're going to try and stay on it uh, until next spring when yeah, we take a hiatus again. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. When we both move. Yeah. When we. Uh, hopefully, I'm not going to move next year. I never want to move again. Yeah. Holy shit. You're going to want to though. Not next year. You never know. What do you have against this great apartment? Nothing. I'm just saying. Maybe you'll be like, oh, we found an incredible house. Oh, yeah. Well, not next year. Mm. Maybe the year after that. Will you ever Whatever. I'm not going to think about that. We've literally slept here four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me enjoy the place. You haven't even pooped in the litter box yet. No, that's why you have to leave. I have to go use the litter <laughs> box. All right. Never I'll trust ex- Will Smith. I'll excuse myself. <laughs>